This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. So we are continuing with the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, this is chapter six, and we had completed till verse sixteen. So we will be starting from verse seventeen onwards from chapter six. We were talking about the mind. and how you have to discipline your mind today we are going to take slightly further than that and just give an understanding of how this mind creates the problems for us in our life okay so we are doing this shrimad bhagavad gita chapter 6 verse 17 yoga which rids one of woe is accomplished only by him who is regulated in diet and recreation regulated in performing actions and regulated in sleep and wakefulness this is like a triple whammy you know in all by satsangs whether you are listening to the uddhav gita which is saturday sunday or today we are listening to the bhagavad gita or every day in the weekdays evening you know you are listening to the uh, das bodh by samartha ramdas it's the same thing being said mind is the cause of a lot of problems unless and until you discipline yourself nothing is going to change <laughs> well here it's the same thing once again sri krishna is saying people can get rid of their problems now the first word that he says is yoga now yoga is always misinterpreted as something which is connected to the bodily actions that you perform you know all the different kinds of yogic postures that are prescribed it is nothing to do with that you will find that all the people who practice devotional path do not indulge even in an iota of yoga in the sai satcharitra which we do every weekday 7 to 8 in the evening on the same channel krishna knows you will find that sai baba says the same words why are you bothered about all these yogic actions that you do the yoga which is actually hat yoga it's not important at all neither does he say that you have to do all those pranayamas and all that because for a person who is indulging in the path of devotion there is no need the same devotion is practiced by every other religion in the world please remember that it is only path of devotion which is practiced by literally 90% of these believers in this world okay it is just about 10% or so that people believe that they have to do hat yoga i don't think it is necessary yoga actually translates into union with god is in that what jesus christ said the same thing he says pray to the father in heaven that's it i guess most of the religions say the same thing even our religion says the same thing pray to the god almighty that's it nobody is asking you to do anything but a disciplined life is a necessity 
A disciplined life is absolutely a necessity for going on the path of spiritual. If you want spiritual perfection, you have to be disciplined. Krishna is also saying the same thing. Yoga which reads one of woe, that means you want to be in union with the divine and not with your mind, of course. Your mind is just a tool. Your union is to be with God alone. Now, what is this union with God? We will be doing an entire chapter or rather chapters in the Bhagavad Gita on love and devotion to Krishna. We will be doing it. You just have to have a little bit of patience. But right now we are discussing the mind. So let us see how Krishna is describing to Arjuna what he is saying over here. Yoga which reads one of woe is accomplished only by him who is regulated in diet. Now the diet has to be regulated. I have described to you what a diet actually is but I will give you a recap of what I said. Diet doesn't mean overeating. Diet doesn't mean under-eating. Both these things you got to understand. You have to eat sufficient enough. Got it? Suppose, if this is your stomach, you are not supposed to eat so much. If this is your stomach, eat this much. Got it? That is what has to be done. So, regulation of diet clearly trans translates into that we have to eat just enough. Not more, not less. Got it? Again, Krishna is not saying anything over here relating to vegan meal. Krishna used to himself tend to the cows. Don't you know that? Everything in Krishna's life was connected to cows only. The milk, the ghee, the butter, you know, name it. Everything was connected to cows. They used even the cow dung. So, please remember one thing. This is a new fad. I have to become vegan. Tomorrow a tiger will say, no, I want to become a vegan. You are an animal. Human beings are called animals. They are not called birds or, or uh, some other creature, isn't it? So we are a kind of an animal only. We are not only herbivorous, but we are carnivorous as well. Human beings are allowed to eat most of the stuff. How many channels are there which will tell you, Oh, I went to this place, I ate that. I went to that place, I ate that. There are so many food channels. Human beings have to understand one thing. They are not like tigers or lions. That means a tiger and a lion will only hunt when they are hungry and they will eat for a sufficient number of days at once. Look at the bear. The bear, 
will eat for six months and six months he will be in hibernation. We are not bears. We are not tigers or lions. We are neither wolves nor hyenas. Human beings are a different species. Now our job is to eat and regulate our diet. Regulation of diet is a very very important word. When you were in school, were you taught about what is called as a balanced meal? I am sure you have learnt in school itself what a balanced meal looks like. If you go to any of the normal restaurants, you will find that they will serve you with some sabji, which is a vegetable. They will serve you with chapatis or rotis. Then they will serve you with rice. They will serve you with some curd products. They will serve you with some dals. Isn't it? So if you look at a balanced meal, that is how it looks like. If you go to any Udupi restaurant in Mumbai, you will find exactly like that. If you go to any other restaurant across India, you will find that thing exactly balanced out. So there is rice also, there is wheat products also. There are vegetables. Sometimes there are meat products. Sometimes there are soups. Sometimes there is curd. There is a, you know, different, different types of curds they give. You know, sometimes they give chas, isn't it? <laughs> All this is called a balanced meal. Every item in this meal has a balanced structure. Plus, after we finish our meal, some places they give you a pan, you know. And some places they will give you Mukhwas, as you call it. Something which will go along with it for digestion purposes. It is from our Ayurveda. Ayurveda. See, it's a part of the Veda. So it is there. So we are doing a balanced meal. Now in the balanced meal, Krishna is not saying, see, remember this, the diet, diet regulation is important. He is not saying eat only chapatis. No. He is not saying, oh, you have only bread. He doesn't say that. He doesn't even say that you need to have rice. It has to be a balanced meal. Just, just balance the whole meal out in such a way that you get all the nutrients that are necessary for your body. Because different parts of the body require different, different kinds of things. You will find that if you go to the gym and if you have a trainer, do you know he will give you supplements which are proteins? Do you know in India, in India we have a very strange way of making, you know, what we call as ghee. You know ghee? Of course, most of the Indians know what a ghee is. But ghee that is made at home. You see, when they are making ghee, they remove the wet portion, you know, they remove that portion out, watery portion out. Do you know what it contains? It is called whey. 
W H E Y way. It contains very high proteins, and that is the same way you will go and buy in those black color packs for the gym purposes, so that you can develop your eight packs and hundred packs or whatever. Well, it is right there at home. Make the ghee at home. You will get all the nutrients. No, I am a vegan. My goodness, if you are a vegan, then you are in very difficult path. I don't eat eggs. I don't eat meat. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. Then I can definitely say you are a herbivore. Then there is no difference between a goat and you. Are you a goat? Are you a sheep? Ask yourself that. Human beings have been told by Krishna very clearly: have this regulation of your diet, and then he says, and recreation. Now, what is recreation? In the past, naturally, recreation was a lot of stuff. Like people will go out for. Now, in Karnataka also, we have this, you know, yakshagana and all these, you know, plays and stuff like that. Yes. In India, we have different different places where you have different plays, movies going on. But nowadays, during the pandemic, maybe you can't go out and see a play or a movie, but you are watching channels. You know, there are different different TV channels which have come in. There is Sony. There is um, I don't know, Alt Balaji's and uh, Hot Stars and all those kind of channels are there. What are they dishing out to you? nonsensical stuff and in the name of empowerment they are giving you all kinds of silly stuff see regulate even your recreation nobody says you cannot do this you know cannot watch a movie go ahead and watch a movie This religion, Sanatan Dharma, doesn't say a movie is devil's creation. He doesn't say that. You can go and watch a movie, go and watch a play, because even the gods in heaven are watching movies and plays and everything. Please remember this. So, but you got to regulate it. There are people whom I know who have come to me and told me their stupid issues. sometimes they will keep on watching the serial back to back you know 1 2 3 4 5 6 at a time because they want to watch it for what purpose even if you are watching krishna serial on some channel those are concocted stories there is nothing real in that don't indulge in those kind of things okay you can watch a krishna serial if you want doesn't matter but don't keep on watching back to back one is enough two is enough i think so there also regulation is important and if you are watching this sas bahu and all this nonsensical stuff please give it up it's not worth it i mean isn't that what is happening in your own life your miserable life is also a part of that the same serial you are watching oh this is what my mother in law does to me and this is what she did to me this is what he did to me 
and with the type of things that are happening in twitter and all the facebooks of this world and instagrams of this world i really wonder you know what exactly are we up to so don't waste your time there recreation has to be regulated yesterday evening i did samartha ramdas's the teachings in which he says recreational time is after dinner find a little time for yourself either to read books listen to the stories listen to whatever that is good enough maybe sing some songs devotional songs or whatever yeah and that is to be done only in moderation everything has to be done in moderation alone not excesses regulated in performing actions and regulated in sleep and wakefulness regulated in performing actions now i will tell you something very strange people say you know last two days i have not done any exercise okay because i normally walk for 5 kilometers per day or they will say i do about 50 pushups but last two days i have not done so today's day i will do for the balance two days also so instead of doing 50 pushups today i will do 150 i did not walk for 5 kilometers last two days okay 5 5 kilometers each so today i will walk for 15 kilometers well krishna says regulation is important discipline is important doesn't mean that you can eat last two days you did not have a meal so you are going to eat meal for three days together is that what you are going to do i don't think you should do that whatever is the regulated quantity you take that much only last two days you forgot to take medicines there are people you know who suffer from diabetes and blood pressure and this and that so many things are there in this world so last two days i forgot to take my dose you know so today's day i will take three doses at one time can you do that i'm sorry please don't do that it is not something to be done today's dose is today's dose today's exercise is today's exercise not replacement for yesterday's exercise and it is not that you are doing some great favor to anybody you are doing favor to your body not anybody else to your own body don't try to overdo things if you regulate your exercise if you regulate your life properly then there will be absolutely no problem in your life remember 95% of the problems in our world are connected only to one thing and that is the mind alone there was an actress this actress kept on saying you know i am suffering from depression i am suffering from this i am suffering from that i have a psychiatrist i go to this doctor i go to that doctor and she made a big hullabaloo of the whole thing today it has come to light that she has been doing drugs all her life naturally when you are destroying your own body you will have to go for all these artificial means why are you doing this in the first place 
Why are you trying to destroy your own life in the first place by doing drugs or some such kind of a nonsensical stuff? You keep on drinking, 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 doing drugs constantly. Naturally, you are going to end up in that ward, you know. Someday you will be totally deranged. I have personally seen some heroines of yesteryears. I can't name them. They were such fantastic heroines of the past. During my time, I used to work, you know, selling door-to-door -door vacuum cleaners. And I had got entry into these great people's houses. And I saw these heroines early in the morning till late in the night they are sitting with a bottle. Because some great hero has ditched them, some producer has taken them for a ride, they have messed up their entire life. I am not deriding only this industry. Please remember this. I am not deriding the film industry. I am just deriding those people who indulge in this kind of wrongful acts and then want to go to a psychiatrist and then want to go for you know, AA meets and all those kind of... Why do you get into it in the first place? This is what he says. Regulated in performing actions. Do your actions in a righteous manner. You don't have to indulge in wrong stuff. There is a channel in India which is totally dedicated to porn. They call it the soft porn channel. And it is shown to everybody. And it is now become like a fad. You know, you can go and watch the channel yourself. If this is what is going to happen, naturally the world is going to the gutters. There is no regulation of anything. That is not called empowerment. That is called going into the gutters. Krishna is very clear. He says, regulated in performing actions and regulated in sleep and wakefulness. When you are taking your 8 hours or 6 hours or whatever number of hours that sleep that you are taking, do it diligently. Please don't think that, you know, yesterday I didn't sleep for, you know, I just slept for 2 hours because I had so much of work to do. So today I will sleep for 12 hours. Just like I said to you, you cannot eat the last two days meal at one time. You cannot take the medicine which you forgot to take for two days on the third day all at once. All these three days medicines, you can't do that. Likewise, in the same way, please do not destroy your wakefulness or your sleep patterns. Sleep in time. Get up in time. Give yourself that many number of hours to have that sleep. And make it an undisturbed sleep. That is what it has to be done. So he says, regulate in sleep and wakefulness. So sleep in time. Don't tell me I was doing this and I was doing that. That's why I became late. In my world, I am very clear. If you are in the ashram, your waking up time is 4, 4.30 in the morning. Even if you sleep at 2 a.m. in the night, it doesn't matter. You should get up at 4. You cannot give me a reasoning that I was sleeping till late, you know, that I didn't sleep till late. I was working, I did this, I did that. Well, you find time for every other thing except this. No, regulate your life. The next verse is also equally like that. It is about discipline. 
disciplining yourself in this material world number 1 and number 2 in the path of spiritual is so important you want to become a yogi doesn't mean doing yoga like that hatha yoga no a yogi is a person who does all this remember this a yogi is a person who has regulated his diet and recreation he has regulated performing actions he has regulated his sleep and wakefulness then you are a yogi got it so we move to the next verse this is chapter 6 shrimad bhagavad gita verse 18 when the mind which is thoroughly disciplined gets riveted on god alone then the person who is free from yearning of all enjoyments is said to be established in yoga this is the true meaning of the word yoga people attend my satsang they will when i am talking to them about yoga the next minute i go and see them liking stuff oh i was doing this impossible yoga i did yoga on this and i did yoga on that it is called hypocrisy then you are not my disciple if you are going and liking somebody you know pulling all their leg up over there and their hands over there and this that is called bodily exercise please why don't you win medals for us in the olympics somebody said that you know kangana ranaut said to somebody why don't you win medals for us gold medals for us in this olympics so all these people who do those impossible yogas why don't you all win gold medals for us because according to the yoga practice that hatha yoga practice you become im, you know impossible kind of a person you can you can destroy anything on this planet earth if you wish to isn't it have you not seen those baba ji's over there lifting big stones exactly the point why don't they win us some medals in the olympics why don't you all win the medals in olympics instead of going and doing all those kind of nonsensical stuff it's not important what is krishna saying over here remember this this is a verse which talks about yoga listen to this verse very carefully when the mind is thoroughly disciplined when you have disciplined your mind how do you discipline your mind yesterday in the das bodh samarth ramdas said these words very clearly get up in time when you get up take the name of god do some kind of a prayers do your daily ablutions whatever that is necessary whether it is brushing your teeth taking a bath or doing whatever that you wish to like a daily ablution please do that say some prayers eat some breakfast and then get to work you understand get to work because you are a material worldly being who is supposed to work in some place so if you are working for a company do the job diligently remember this you are not doing the job for some boss or some company you are doing this job for yourself alone for empowering yourself if you are going a hanky panky type of a job where you are not even bothered you know you are just oh, i am doing the job because my boss asked me to do this if this is the reason why you are doing the job you are not doing justice to anything krishna is very clear in this if you are not doing the job properly diligently whatever job that has been given to you then 
you are deserving me then i will never take you to my place krishna was very clear yesterday in the das both also samarth ramdas said the same words he said very clearly that if you do not do your job diligently first and foremost let me remind you one thing this job has been given to you by grace of god this job has been given to you by grace of god only god has offered you this job god is your super boss do you want to do you know wishy washy kind of a job or do you want to do it diligently you have to do it diligently you have to work really very hard if you have to put in 8 hours of work really put those 8 hours of work and don't come back and say you know i am doing this for my family i am doing this for my children i am doing this for my parents i am doing this for my wife no don't keep on saying these words you are not doing it for anybody that's a part of your duty you see duty means you are supposed to serve the people serving the people around you is primary importance serving the society and serving the nation is also important what did samarth ramdas tell shivaji maharaj did he not say that you should do your job perfectly so that you not only serve yourself your family members and your and your entire society the entire maharashtra and the people those who are there this entire maratha kingdom and india at whole at that time it was not called india bharatvarsh so did he not say these words to shivaji maharaj of course he said that and when you are doing this you are serving god because god has given you this position you know the story of samarth ramdas and shivaji maharaj what happened over there shivaji maharaj was one day totally disgusted with what was happening in his life so he went to samarth ramdas he had heard of this great sage so he went to samarth ramdas and said to him i want to give up my kingdom i want to just become a sadhu and samarth ramdas said is that what you want okay you want to become my disciple fine gave him a mantra gave him an activity told him go and sit in the jungles shivaji maharaj had to go and sit in the jungles meanwhile the whole kingdom was abuzz he said where is the maharaj gone his mother was very disturbed jizabai she came to know through her secret agents everybody has secret agents it's not just cia is a secret agency <laughs> even the raja maharajas of india also had secret agents so through the secret agent she came to know that shivaji maharaj has gone to meet samarth ramdas so she comes to meet samarth ramdas samarth ramdas does not even look at her so she says you know i am the mother of shivaji maharaj so he say what's the big deal in that it really doesn't matter whose mother you are so okay so what do you want me to do can you please give my son back to me he says what who is your son i don't know your son so finally after a lot of a uh, you know back and forth he agrees okay i know your son he has become my disciple once you become a guru putra then you don't have a family please remember that the moment you surrender to a guru you don't have father mother brother sister husband wife children you don't have anybody your family is only your guru and the people those who stay in the ashram these is all the family that you have so shivaji maharaj had become a guru putra 
So naturally, the guru said, I don't know your son. Samartha Ramdas only knew his disciple. So he calls Shivba. He says, please come. He says, do you recognize this lady? And Shivaji Maharaj, he is not a Maharaj at that time. He looks at her and says, I don't know her. <laughs> because when you are twice born, when you are born once again, as a Guru Putra, you are supposed to give up all your past life. You perform a tarpan. You know the death ceremony of the past body. And then you have a new body because you have a new father which is the Guru himself. So he says, I don't know her. So finally, now there is a big dilemma for the Guru. So he says to Shivaji Maharaj, he says, uh, you know, this lady is telling me that you are her son and that she wants you to go back and rule the kingdom. He says, I am sorry, I am your Shishya, I am nobody. I don't have any kingdoms, I don't know my mother. I don't know who this lady is also. So, Samartha Ramdas says, Okay, I understand. Now, the, the dilemma is, who is supposed to rule this kingdom? The Maratha kingdom. So, when this was happening, Samartha Ramdas took compassion on that lady and the entire kingdom and then he tells Shivaji Maharaj, he says, do you know who I am? So he says, you are the master of this universe. Shivaji Maharaj looks at his guru and says, you are the master of this universe. Then everything in this world, whom does it belong to? It belongs to you. Okay? And this land belongs to whom? To you, my dear guru. He says, of course. So now, I will tell you, it is my Guru Adesh that there is a land over here which we call as the Maratha Kingdom. Go and rule it in my name because I am the king of this place. And that is the reason why Shivaji Maharaj says, okay, I will rule the place and takes the Padukas of the Guru, Samartha Ramdas, and goes to his kingdom and keeps the Paduka on the Asan over there. Alright? And sits on the side in a small chair and then he rules the kingdom. In the name of his guru. So do you understand this? You are not here just for the heck of it. You are here because God wants you here. He has given you the job because of that. He has ensured that you get a salary so that you can give it to the people. So Shivaji Maharaj was getting the monies so that he could give it to the people. He spread the good word around. He was a good king. Like that you are a kingdom. You also have your own kingdom. You may be working for a company. The job has been given to you by God himself. So diligently doing the job is so very important. Not because of some family of yours. No. Because you are serving God. And this is a discipline that you need to have. So the next thing that you got to do is work really very hard. Whatever job that you do, if you have to do the planning, please do the planning to the T. If you have to do the execution of that job, please do the execution of the job properly. If you are the sales or a marketing person, do that job diligently. Don't take commissions you know, and underhand deals. Don't do that because everything has to be done on the path of dharma alone. Don't do commission giving and commission taking and all those kind of... Don't, don't do briberies and all that. Do your job diligently. Krishna says this, that yes, you have to perform your duties to the world. And then, 
find time for prayers find time for thinking about god come back in the evening take care of your family be with your family members for some time krishna never said don't be with your family never there is one option the option is if you have got totally disgusted with the world then you can take sanyasa but i am sure all you people who are listening in are not interested in sanyasa at all you are not disgusted with the world you want to enjoy the world little by little so enjoy the world okay and don't think of sanyasa but this is the job you have to do you have to do it very diligently one by one one by one one by one take care of your family also be with your children if you are married and have children do what is necessary take the name of god so here he says when the mind is thoroughly disciplined when you have now disciplined your mind into doing your actions diligently perfectly and you are a perfect husband wife you know employee or whatever do that and then you rivet your mind to god by doing this you are also taking the name of god you will be riveted to the name of god then the person who is free from yearning of all enjoyments you see everybody has a desire i want to do this i want to do that today when people cannot go out you know when people are not in a position to go for holidays today people are not allowed to go for holidays you cannot go to some uh, you know european destinations or fiji or bali or this or that and you know japan or wherever you want to people can't go there so what are they they are craving for it i wish i can go there i wish i can do this i wish i can do that but because of this pandemic people are not allowed to do a lot of stuff there are too many restrictions on the way huh? and that is the reason why it is important to not have this kind of desires when the time is right you will be given all those things today the time is not right everything is in a turmoil there is a change which is coming a change comes in this universe also you know every few years the universe changes itself do you know that the earth itself changes a lot those who do not understand you know there is a shift in the poles also the poles get shifted sometimes there is a shift this way also sometimes there is a reverse shift also sometimes the all the waters in the river are dry we call it famine and drought sometimes there is an overflow of water in karnataka when i used to travel up and down there are places like harihar and all where there was no rain at all and this year in less than a certain amount of time there was 793 mm of rain oh my goodness gracious the whole town was under water how did it happen well the universe is like that there are going to be rains and there are going to be droughts also sometimes there there are two rivers in china which are very dangerous sometimes they destroy an entire town and a village sometimes they change courses those who have gone to north india can see how ganga change courses here there here there the tributaries they change courses suddenly it happens sometimes there are heavy rains sometimes there are wild fires so have you not seen this is what happens you may wonder why is it happening 
Well, this is the way the change works and pandemic is a part of a change. There is a tremendous amount of change that has been brought about because of this pandemic that has happened. We are very particular about our health issues now. You cannot go to those air bubble countries, you know, without clearances. You need to have all the things cleared. That means you should not be having any disease. You should not be having any problems. So you can visit those countries. India has an air bubble agreement with certain number of countries like USA, Japan and all those. We can go to these countries but you have to be clear. No diseases. Got it? So this is helping us. This thing is actually helping us overcome a lot of problems. See, every few years this happens. You remember the Ebola crisis that happened. You may remember the AIDS crisis that happened. People were indulging in free sex. Naturally, those kind of diseases will come up. Too many problems started coming up. Don't you think the universe tunes this, auto-tunes this? Like you have auto-tune. <laughs> auto-tunes this whole thing up? It does. So this pandemic is nothing but a tuning up. A time will come when you can go out. Of course, just wait. So, a person who is free from yearning of all enjoyments. This is an enjoyment. Now today you may think, you know, Oh, I have been sitting at home in front of the, of the camera and I am just doing all these, uh, you know, nonsensical stuff, talking to all these idiots in my office. There is no office. <laughs> you, are, you are work from home. <laughs> you are working from home. And you can see only this much part of the body. Just like you can see only my head. On. I may not be wearing anything below. You know, this is what people do. In most of the time, they will just paint their faces and they put some nice clothes on top and the rest of the body, they don't even bother. And there are children coming in and going out. You need to have your own space. Space which is private to you so that you are dedicated to that particular thing. So here, a person who is free from yearning from all enjoyments is said to be established in yoga. So you got to be free from all desires. So this person who is free from all desires has regulated his life. Remember the words which Krishna says. What is the meaning of the word yoga? Yoga means union with God. When can you have union with God? When you are a thoroughly disciplined person who has regulated everything in his life from getting up to sleeping, from eating to doing your exercise. Got it? Going to work, working very hard, diligently and being a very good citizen. When you do all these things, and taking the name of God at all times. Because everything has been given to you by the divine himself. So remembering God at all points in time. Then the person is said to be established in yoga. So here Krishna's definition of yoga is totally different than what is a concocted version outside. Did you get the whole issue? Disciplined life, control over the mind, no desires whatsoever, getting up in time, sleeping in time, regulating every activity including your food, exercise, work, everything. Do that. 
then all these things will fall in place when you take the name of God because God gives you everything. This is called established in yoga. Got it? Now, we go to verse 19 from the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, chapter 6. As the flame does not flicker in a windless place, such is state to be stated to be the picture of the disciplined mind of the yogi practicing meditation on God. Now, this is the way in which a person who is thinking of God 24 bar 7 because everything has been given to him by God alone. So, his mind becomes very steady. An absolutely steady mind. What is the meaning of the word steady mind? Steady mind means equanimity of mind which doesn't mean that you get disturbed when somebody praises you or somebody says something bad to you. You see, somebody praises you, you feel as if you are on top of the world. Oh, I got fantastic comments on Twitter. I got fantastic comments on my Instagram post and my Insta post. You have got 50,000 likes. In my Facebook post, you know, this person has written a nasty comment. Okay? Somebody has written a nasty comment. That is why you are upset. Somebody writes a nasty comment. Why does it matter to you? Somebody praises you. Why does it matter to you? Today we are in the social media. There is a social media revolution coming up in the future. Please mind it. There is a new revolution coming up. It's not TikTok and all that. Those who have not heard of it, go and Google Horizon and see for yourself what is happening. So understand, it's on the horizon. There is another social media which is coming up. So think about it. All those people who are, who are you know, pushing all the you know, public relations, they please go and watch what is called a horizon and then push over there also. Because there you will get more praises. So this is what happens. Krishna is talking about something completely different. You should not be disturbed. Equanimity of mind. When somebody praises or somebody says something bad about you, why are you disturbed? Have the equanimity of mind. You should be centered. So he says, as a flame does not flicker in a windless place, such is stated to be the picture of a disciplined mind. A disciplined mind of a person means he is not at all bothered about what is happening around him, to him. He is least bothered. He is lost in the divine, in the self alone. Such a yogi who is practicing, taking the name of God constantly, such a kind of a person is in yoga. We are doing verse 20 from chapter 6 of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. The state in which the chitta, that is the mind stuff, subdued through the practice of yoga becomes completely tranquil and in which realizing God through subtle reasoning purified by meditation on God, the soul rejoices only in God alone. The state in which the mind stuff is subdued to the practice of yoga. This yoga, what is the yoga? Disciplined life is yoga. Please remember this. Yoga doesn't mean doing exercises. You see, people do exercises. I this was this was way back in time. I still remember people. They used to be a fad in yoga. Fad. 
What is the fad, you know? They would do these yogic exercises, they would do meditation camps and yoga, and then they will come out, and then there would be a stall which was selling karela juice and, uh, you know, kakadika uh, juice and all those kind of nonsensical stuff, and they will say, now I am having greens. I will have yogurt. You did yoga, and now you want yogurt. I mean, just imagine that. How funny does that sound? Karela kya juice. Karela means, you know, bitter gourd. Bitter gourd juice? Cucumber juice? What are you doing? And that is called a fad. No. That is not yoga. Yoga means disciplined mind. Disciplined lifestyle. Regulated and disciplined life is called yoga. Union with God and everything is given by Him. That is why you focus on Him alone. So here Krishna is talking about the state in which mind stuff, that is the chitta is subdued to the practice of yoga. Your mind has to be completely rid of desires. There should be no desires whatsoever. Please understand one thing. Let us say, you know, Desires arise in a person because they see certain objects. Now, you know the iPhone company, you know. Tomorrow it will release a new phone. Samsung is releasing a new phone. You know, me releases a new phone. Realme says, I am releasing a new phone. Asus says, ours is a new phone. Everybody wants to release a new phone. And then you look at all the specs of all these phones. I wish I could have that. I wish I could have this. I wish I, I wish I could. But I will wait for iPhone. That thing costs a bomb. And yet you are thinking, I will wait for that. That is called a desire. Then for the desire to be fulfilled, do you know what you do? You go and borrow. You make money, put it aside. You keep a pile of money over there. Or otherwise you take EMIs, you know, borrowing and EMIs. You are spending before you have even earned it. Spending before earning it. That is called the highest of the desires. You are thinking about things when you have not even bothered to create them in the first place. People want to buy houses. You know how big a house they will want to buy? Oh, this house which I am staying is just so small. You know, 800, 900 square feet. It is not good enough. I want to have a 3000 square feet house or 1500 square feet house. 1500 square feet house? 3000 square feet house? Yeah. You know, there I want club facilities. I want this. I want that. How much are you earning? No. I will borrow from here, there, 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 there. And then I will pay for it. And you may be just 40 years old. And you are going to pay for the next 20 years of your life this thing. That means whom are you working for? The builder? And you thought that your wife and your children are going to be happy in that place? Very soon you will be divorced because you know how the divorce works? You are working really very hard. And the wife or children are saying, you know, I am not saying wife and children, maybe the husband is saying, I want to go on a holiday. 
and the spouse says, you know, we cannot go on a holiday. You know the reason why? Because we are paying so much EMI. We are doing this. We have to send the children to school. The school fees are gone up. We have to buy a laptop for them. We have to do this. We have to do that. So many things comes up. And when there is no money, there are fights. You should know that. The root cause of all is a desire. The desire to own a fantastic property. The desire to own a very good car or you know a phone or something like that. It's a big desire and this desire is the root cause of all the evil in the world. The same person that you felt so one with becomes your enemy. And then you want to have a divorce. Then you want to split up the children. Oh, my, my wife has taken all my children away. My husband has taken so many children. What is the meaning of all that? It's all because of desires. Your stupid desires are the cause of your own misery. And that is the reason why we should become desireless. Now, when I say desireless, please understand one thing. This is an important line. What is due to you because of prarabdha will anyway come to you. Do you understand my words? If the iPhone is due to you by God's will, it will anyway come to you. If that three bedroom, three BHK with a hall and this and that and all those is, suppose if it is due to you, it is anyway coming to you. But because of your desire, it becomes your additional karma, which is called Kriyaman Karma. This is a difficult subject to understand. I don't want to explain to you in detail. You are now incurring additional karma because I will give you a very simple understanding of this subject. Let us say you have a maid and the maid has to be paid a salary on the first of every month. Maybe you are paying her 7,000 or 5,000 rupees or something like that. And you do not pay the maid in time. You tell her, weekend pay dunga. Weekend will be fourth or fifth of this month, let us say. The maid says, sir, please, they dona, they dona, they dona, and you don't want to give the money. You say, you know, when I go to the bank, when I do this, when I go to the ATM, then I will remove and give. Our wife also says, char din se kya hoga? What happens if you don't give her for four days? The salary comes to the maid only on the 5th. You might not have done anything wrong according to you. But I will tell you how much wrong you have done. The maid was supposed to pay somebody else over there. That means the grocer from whom she buys her groceries. The children whose fees have to be paid. She had to pay a lot of other stuff in her world. She might have to buy medicines. She might have to take her husband or something to the doctor. All that got delayed because of your four days additional that you have taken in your life. Now you may think that is not a big deal. That's not my problem. It is your problem, sir. I will tell you how it's your problem. That grocer who was supposed to be getting the money on one particular day, doesn't get the money on that day, he doesn't pay his supplier in time. The supplier in turn doesn't pay whomsoever he has bought the stuff from in time. At the end of the chain is the farmer and then the farmer's family which doesn't get the food in time. 
because you held up those 5000 or 7000 rupees this entire chain of people have not got what they wanted their own food their own happiness medicines or whatever do you know the onus of the karma is on you you have to pay for it sir and this is called cascading effect of karma which you never understand this is the massive karma that is there not only your own but for all these people that is a very very dangerous thing to do so doing your stuff in time is so important disciplined life is so important if you have to pay somebody in some time you have to pay that person you have to do your stuff in time it is so very important that is why he says when there is no such thing going on in your mind there is no wrong kinds of thoughts desires in your mind your mind is absolutely clear you have paid everybody in time you have done your job in time you have ensured that everything is done perfectly at that time your mind becomes subdued it is in a state of subdual it becomes completely tranquil you are not bothered whether your emi has you know i didn't pay my emi no you have already done that you have done everything that is needed you have brought groceries you have given your maid salary you have done everything necessary and you don't have to stress yourself because you are not doing anything wrong i told you this is a karma if you don't do things in time next what is due to you is anyway going to come to you did i not say that so then why are you stressing about it why that desire don't have that desire if god wants to give you is anyway going to give you and things which you don't desire why bother about them so they will anyway come to you by god's grace so in which realizing god through subtle reasoning purified by meditation on god this is how you meditate on god you know everything is done by god alone i just have to do my duty and my job thoroughly i have to be a diligent person i have to get up in time sleep in time do my work in time everything has to be done in clockwork precision taking the name of god and i should not have any desires when i do that i will get purified by meditation on god god's name will always be in front of me because i am his servant now i am serving only god not some some human being over here even the wife which is there has been god given even the children are god given they don't belong to me they are god's children i am only their caretaker i am supposed to take care of them that is all that you can think of the soul rejoices only in god then the antaratma that is there the one that you are truly it will rejoice in god alone you will only be thinking of krishna himself you will only be thinking of god almighty you know very well that after this you will not be bothered about anything because god takes care of everything this is a lesson given by sri krishna to arjuna arjuna thinks he is doing something whereas sri krishna is saying you are just an instrument which god uses do not use your mind over here let me krishna use you as the most powerful instrument of mind so that we can do good in this world then you will be on the path of yoga then you will be one with me alone and this is where 
we come to the end of verse 20. So you take care. You have a great day today. And I'll see you all in the coming week.